mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. My heart's beating. strange somber intro for <laughs> joke workshop today here at mutinyradio.fm uh hey everybody welcome to the show we have a lot of comedians that are ready to tell their jokes for you if you're wondering what's playing in the fills today it's spin a face send me the cd from somewhere you can do that too send your cds to 2781 21st street and i'll play them i don't give a shit uh, hey, everybody, let's get some comedy going. If you've been to the joke workshop before, it's four-minute sets. You'll hear a horn, and that means you have a minute left. Then you have four minutes of comments from your comedian peers out here in the audience. Anybody can find a microphone and say whatever they want to say. But please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good and give it a nice, fluffy brioche toasted bun, and then the real meat in the middle. And then a nice fluffy bun on the outset. Let's see who's first tonight. Uh, hold on just a sec. Space cowboy, futuristic rock star. Follow me to the sounds of my guitar. Hyperspaced out, here we, here we go. You now tuned in to the Spinnerbay Show. I'm a superstar.
right, everybody. Here we go. Your first comedian. It's been a while since he's been here. We've missed him and can't wait to hear his new jokes. Get ready to slap your hands in a wild clappy-like motion for Cole Chapman. Hello. 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 Hello, fine uh, police officers in the back. It's not... <laughs> Whatever. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, what do I want to start off talking about? Oh, guys. Um... One more in the audience. Can I can I uh, pull do a quick poll? Uh, guys are creeps, right? <laughs> like mostly, like mo- like guys can agree on this too, right? Like they're weird, right? Uh, then guys on Bart like double creeps. Like usually, like in an enclosed space like that, it just amplifies the creepiness. You know what I mean? That's a thing we can agree on, right? Here's my question: Why are still why are some women still like naive to that? You know, like I was talking to a friend who just moved to Oakland. And she came up to meet me in the city. We we're gonna go like dancing and stuff. She comes out in this nice cocktail dress, right? Uh, and I was like, "You're looking really nice." Uh, She's like, "Thank you, I know." And I was like, "Not anymore, you know. <laughs> that's only that's for me to say, you know. Uh, get over yourself." Uh, no, but it was like, I was like, "Weren't you like worried about like you know dudes on Bart?" She was like, "Yeah, I was worried about creepy guys on Bart in my nice cocktail dress." Uh, but then I put on these ratty Converse shoes, and I was like, "Solve that problem." I was like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> I don't think. Like, what kind of sexual predator is gonna like, <laughs> like in those shoes? <laughs> like, uh-uh. Like, that's a weird sexual predator you're like trying to guard against. You know what I mean? I don't think that dude exists. I would love if that dude exists. <laughs> He's like, I was gonna touch you inappropriately without asking, but you got those grubby ass shoes on. I don't even do it. <laughs> like, that is a hilarious dude. I want to meet that guy. Uh, but you know, it's so it's dangerous out there for girls. I've I've heard a number of stories of which it's like it's horrible out there. Uh, but it's not great for guys either, uh, especially guys who look like me who ride through Oakland at, uh, late at night. Like, hey, come on, what's gonna happen to me? It's like everything's gonna happen to you <laughs> unless you don't shut the fuck up. You know. Uh, so I was uh, like this one story that's happened a while ago. I was uh, I was riding the train late at night. And uh, uh, this guy, you can see him from like a few car trains back, right? You can, and you can tell someone's going to be like a problem because they're going up to other car, uh, other passengers and like, blah, like scaring them, you know? And you know when they're going to get to your car, it's going to, there's some shit that's going to go down, right? And you're just like, please don't stop in my car. Whatever you do, don't stop. My, oh, they stopped my car. Oh, now they're sitting across from me. They're staring at me. Uh, so what do you do in this situation? It's like most people encounter bees or spiders, right? You just kind of stay still and like hope. It just kind of goes away, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the classic move here. So I start doing that. Uh, then this guy decides to uh, address the entire train uh, by screaming, "Hey!" I was like, "Whoo!" I was like, "There are a lot of people on this train." I don't know if he's talking to me. I don't think he's talking to me. I'll just keep, keep, keep scrolling my phone. Uh, and he goes, "Hey, bitch!" I was like, "Okay, there are a lot of bitch people on this train. Uh, he could be talking about me." <laughs> Still a lot of bitches on this train, so I'm all right. I think I'm good. I think I'm going to keep scrolling. And he goes, hey, white boy, bitch. And I was like, okay, he's definitely talking about me. <laughs> this is uh, for sure me. Uh, and I look up and I make eye contact with him. And he's like, yeah, I see you. And I was like, oh, shit. And I look back down at my phone. He goes, I see you just scrolling on your phone. Thinking you, cannot, you can't acknowledge me, just scrolling. I was like, oh, God. Uh, I look up at him, like, you know, once again to acknowledge that, like, I see him and he sees me. Uh, and he goes, I know what you're going to do. And I was like, what? What does he know? He's like, what am I going to do? He goes, you're probably going to call the police and narc on me when I go to the Safeway and start stealing white wine. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I, I, like, there are a lot of answers I was prepared to field. <laughs> uh, not that one. That <laughs> was, like, at the very end of my list. I was like, there's no way this guy's going to tell me he's going to go start stealing white wine uh, from, from the grocery store, particularly Safeway. And what, what was I going to do? Like, why would I narc on him, right, on a crime of stealing white wine? I stood up. I said, sir, the only crime here is if you don't share a glass. <laughs> and then he stabbed me in the throat. Uh, that didn't happen, but it probably should have. Uh, hey, guys, I'm out of time. Thank you so much. Everybody. All right, everybody. Uh, it's time for comments. And is there anyone from Mutiny Radio here right now? Or are there any of my kids here? Nope, nope, nope. None of them. Uh, that's okay, because I'm talking to people. Everybody, give comments. Yay! How's it going, man? Uh, you got some good bits and stuff. Uh, you're kind of chewing it a little bit. You're chewing your your lion self. You know, just oh yeah, yeah. Little little, little more. I gotta tighten up. Yeah, you know you gotta do that annoying like uh, wine in the cork mouth or something. You're just not like you know not just you, you're going blah, 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 like you, you hit <laughs> yeah, it yeah. bit and then it was just too many words after. Sure, yeah. Sorry, I get that a lot. No, it's fine. Yeah, you probably do. You probably do get a lot to tighten up, but I don't. I think for you to tighten up when you have such good stories and you tell them in such an entertaining way might not be the way to go. The way to go might be to perk up the jokes along the way so that you have more laugh lines to the story. Uh-huh. So when the guy says, uh, hey, bit, you know, bitch, that should be a laugh. You should set that up so it's, uh, find a way to set that up so yeah, it's a laugh. Yeah, well, so, uh, to his point, I kind of yeah. stepped on that punchline. Well, right, right, right. <laughs> but well, it's, but it's, hard to, it's hard to work your jokes here because we're not going to laugh at anything anyway. <laughs> but, but out there in America, people are picking up their phones and calling the station right now, saying how much they enjoyed that story and how much they enjoy not writing Bart. No one's picking up their phones, Paul. Or <laughs> <laughs> texting, maybe. I'm not going to call. This is Back to the Future. How do you remember my name? Of course I've seen you. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. Please. This guy. Uh, anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, we got one. Hey, first-time listener. Uh, I really, really enjoyed especially the story about the man on the BART. I feel like you building tension into the story, which is definitely good, but I feel like you could focus on that as an aspect because I feel like the whole situation is so funny that you barely need to uh, work on the writing at all just to like you know make it even funnier. I would just say focus on building the tension between you and the guy more, like in the mm-hmm. middle of totally. it. Make it more uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, good enough. Oh yeah, add some other people. other characters and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you the bitch? Oh yeah, I look around like you look pretty bitchy, man. <laughs> this guy in a sweater vest. It's like, hmm, I'm pretty sure you're the bitch. <laughs> no, I'm the bitch. It was sparse, but but. <laughs> Just maybe there's maybe there's more to the joke by building the whole. The whole, whole setting of whole it. How, you know, were you standing? Were you sitting? Was there another person there? It could have been the bitch. Uh-huh. Whatever. You know. <laughs> the red herring bitch. Red herring <laughs> bitch. Well, you know. Throw them off. And, and <laughs> you're not making, you're not, not, you're not avoiding eye contact with just him, are you? Uh, why? It's, There'd be it's, other people yeah. you don't, you avoid uh-huh, eye contact uh-huh. with. So that's another joke that you can tack on to it. You got a whole you got a whole five minute bit there uh-huh. if you if you elaborate it they instead just, of 
trying to shorten it. Maybe, maybe you looked at the uh, muscle-bound guy across from you to see if he was talking to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention all of your trips on BART. I mean, you, you had the w- woman who was on BART that you introduced it with, right? So the whole, the whole oh, bit yeah, yeah, was yeah. BART. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's my BART chunk. It's coming along pretty. It's going to go great, Modesto. Uh, anybody else? Clap wildly for Cole Chapman. Um, Is anybody's good at computers and wants to come in and help me? I certainly wouldn't kick you in the face. Your next comedian has a really interesting last name, and I'm going to do my fucking best. Please put your hands together for Hunter Storer. Thank you, everybody. It's actually Stare, but you had no hope of being able to pronounce that. I completely understand. Um, So I just moved to uh, Oakland from Mill Valley recently. Used to live there, live there again. I love it. Um, Moving from Mill Valley to Oakland is a lot like switching up from the IUD to the pullout method. It, you know, it's a lot more fun and interesting, just a lot less safe. It's a trade-off. So my name is Hunter, everybody. Um, I'm from Louisiana. Up until the age of about 11 years old, I didn't know there was a T in my name. (laughs) Yeah, one of you gets that. Some of y'all seem a little confused. Allow me to demonstrate. Hey, Hunter. Hunter. Hunter, are you going to go down to the Terrebones Crawfish Bowl on Sunday? I was able to escape that accent, and I was also able to dodge the childhood obesity. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. So... What's that? So for those of you not listening on our radio, I'm exposing my midriff, which is amply, amply Holocaust survivor-esque. I, yeah, I've, there's a ton of guys named Hunter in Louisiana where I'm from, but none of them look anything like me. They're all huge, excitable dudes with like, you know, beer guts and great asses and camouflage wife beaters and baseball caps to say, fuck y'all, I'm from Louisiana. Whereas I, I look more like, say, like a young Jeffrey Dahmer. If he were addicted to math. Yeah, so um, I weigh, like anybody want to, um, who here is over six feet tall? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah, how much do you weigh? Uh, 175. 175, I weigh 125. I'm six foot two, 125 pounds, pure muscle. The most I've ever weighed was 145, and I was really, really, really proud of that until I lost the tapeworm. It's, I'm the only person who could possibly gain weight from a parasite because it has a slower metabolism than I do. I've been eating a lot of sushi, you know, trying to recruit a new one. I'm kidding. Cece, I'm kidding. I've never weighed 145. So anybody here in a relationship? Relationship? Yeah, yeah, you. I heard you talking about it before we started. Um, how long are we talking about? Four years, yeah, that's about where I'm at too. In mine, I'm 3.5 years or 3.6 year anniversaries coming up. Are you at that really comfortable point in the relationship where you can just like walk up behind her and like gently rest your dick on her shoulder and she doesn't even get mad? It's just a hilarious joke. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's great, right? Like that's that's true intimacy. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you guys seem cool. Like, uh, I was having sex with my girlfriend last night, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I, I heard the front door creak open. And I was like, oh, I have roommates, that's why. And so I thought to myself, this would be an excellent time for some improvisational role play. So I just like leaned in close and I whispered in her ear, we have to be quiet. Mom and dad can never know. 
People like that joke better in Louisiana. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So I don't know if y'all can tell by looking at me, but I smoke a lot of weed. Like, I mean, like, I smoke weed at, like, a competitive level. Like, if there was an Olympic category for weed smoking, I would definitely forget to qualify that. And the favorite, my favorite method of ingesting weed is spliffs. Anybody here smoke spliffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spliffs? Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you because spliffs are, that's the grossest type of weed smoker because spliffs are basically the speedball of the cannabis community. Like, I was, uh, you know, I was sitting down, I was rolling a spliff one time. I'm really, really good. I have my 10,000 hours of mastery, just like tight, precise, like faster and more efficient than Forrest Gump can, you know, assemble a rifle. And uh, I stood up and, you know, I was about to leave to go smoke my spliff and I heard a plop and I was like, oh shit. I just dropped my rolly papers in the toilet. God damn it. So I looked down expecting to see like a perfectly new, brand new ruined pack of rolling papers in the toilet, but that is not what I saw. In fact, something actually caught those rolling papers and fling them back in my face. And I couldn't believe my eyes, but I looked down and there it was. My tapeworm just slithered down the U-bends, never to be seen again. Thank you guys. Hunter. Yay, Hunter's store. Comments, comments from the peanut gallery. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Is that right? Is it Hunter? Hunter. 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 Um, You've got really good bits and stuff. Um, Your voice kind of sounds the same throughout. Yeah, that's my whole life, man. Yeah, well, (laughs) it's just um, maybe it's a pacing thing. You might need to add an extra beat. Sure. But, I mean, sometimes it's just like it's like same tone coming, same voice tone coming through. Yeah. That's my struggle. Thank you. Good stuff, though. Thank you. I saw you at the punchline last night. You were good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, sorry, I don't remember the, what the joke was, but your very first joke, um, give it a pause. The Oakland one and the IUD and the pull-out method? Uh, no, I guess it was the second one. Anyway, uh, there's just, there's, <laughs> I forget what, I'm, forgive me. I should take notes. But uh, just sometimes just give, give yourself a second for that, that punchline to land. Like, like, let us take in the first part and then drop it. Thank you. Thank you. The cops are gone. We can all breathe now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, break out the crack. Uh, uh. Okay. No. Um. I just thought. No. I just thought you could. Yeah. You could say something about like. Uh. It's. It, yeah. Say something like. It, oh, it's good to have a girlfriend along. I can actually show her my penis. And it's not a crime. She's the one person I can show my penis to. And it's not a crime. I like that. I like. Think, yeah. So I think. I think that's kind of what you're going for. Sort that's. Of. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. That is the same sentiment. Yeah. yeah. I'll explore that some more. Um. I like that Mill Valley, Oakland, uh, IUD pullout thing. Uh, but I think it's only because I like grew up in Mill Valley and kind of understand it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like, if another suburban name would be. Yeah. More. I. I uh, identifiable but maybe like a you gotta yeah the, there has to be a picture in someone's head yeah marin yeah. chase yeah what do you what, what's the name you're using you gotta think of like marini name talon chase <laughs> yeah no, hunter no wait that's your name hunter <laughs> no, yeah, i think it's a good concept but you know yeah in order to really get that mentality. yeah i was actually in north carolina and i just did the south versus oakland and that seemed to work pretty well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit, if you have a woman up who's already talked about how her IUD didn't 
take and she was bleeding from it, you may want to be aware that IUDs are not completely safe in that sense. Oh, yeah. You know? Just what, have, what another, you, have something else instead of an IUD. Well, you can, get, you can get an STD when you still have an IUD, but it mm -hmm. definitely protects against pregnancy. There's no dead babies that are going to swim out of the uterus once you have a... Thank you, Pam. Yeah. <laughs> That's just just laying down life lessons. <laughs> Does anyone have any other comments? Hunter's door, everyone! Yay! That's my face, cause my face is okay, I promise I'm gonna pay attention now. The cops are gone. I don't have to pay attention to the cops anymore. Does anybody want to know what happened? I didn't do anything wrong. It, although I am going to court tomorrow for the ABC case, it wasn't about that. I'm so glad that no one had any open alcohol in here. They wouldn't have cared. The cops don't give a shit. But um, there, was a, there was a thievery from Mutiny Radio this morning, and we caught the person on tape. Just for everyone to know, we have a camera in the corner. A lot of people never knew that, that we have a camera, and I can watch you whenever I want from wherever I am. <laughs> I just don't usually tell people that because I didn't think I was actually going to need to use it. But right now we're emailing the uh, clip to the police and we have the confession note and everything and I'm never going to see that money again. Your next comedian is a funny person. No, it's true. People steal from you and there's not, nothing's going to happen. I'm never getting that $450 back. That's okay. We'll have to have another GoFundMe for... There it is. Put money in the jar. I'm not just asking for money, but why now, I, now we're $450 less than before. Your next comedian has signs and he demands you to be involved in his set. And you will start being involved right now by clapping your hands wildly for Paul Sanford. I really am working on these jokes. I went back into the archives and got jokes that people don't hold up for some reason. Yeah, too bad she likes girls. Right. When you say that to me, John, I think about, yeah, she, you're on the top of her men I would fuck if I didn't like girls list. Right. Pussy snatcher. Everybody can... Can, don't you think it's great to live in a country where every kid could grow up to be president and snatch pussies? No, terrible, terrible joke. No good, no good. See, okay. Well, I'm trying to work on it. Security guard, yes. I, I had a job as a security guard, but actually since I'm a therapist, I worked as an insecurity guard, and they would come to me and say, can you walk me to my car? And I'd say, no, but I can empower you to feel safe within your own power to go. Five divorces. The young comedian said, I've been divorced already, I'm not even 30. I, but at this point, I'm going to wind up being divorced five times. I said, not, not so easy. Not so easy. After two or three divorces, the women catch on. You're white. This one I have to work on. Yes, I am white. I identify as white. And I'm, I'm, I'm fat. And I'm not particularly good looking. So why don't, we, why don't black men hit on me? Yeah, I don't like to leave anybody out. You know, uh, hit and run. Yes, I was in a hit and run accident, and everybody asked, "Were you hurt? Were you hurt?" And I said, "Well, it did destroy my faith in human nature." See, don't tell the people these are the bad jokes. Okay, an old hippie in a old hippie in a rumpled suit and. Uh, and a dominatrix in a pants suit and a crazy clown in a lawsuit ran for president. Well, that one, if, if is one of those terrible words in a relationship. You know, if you quit drinking, I'll quit scolding. If you quit scolding, I'll quit drinking. If you'll hold my signs up, I'll try to tell better jokes. What doesn't kill you makes you older. <laughs> life after death. Do you believe in life after death? 
I don't worry about life after death. I want to have some life before death. Yeah. <laughs> oh, prof- pro- that's amateur. Don't you hate it when the, when, the, when the comedians try to be a little bit profound, you know, and they show how shallow they and their audience are? The people I don't like or respect. I have a disease. I, I keep trying to, to, keep, to get people who don't like me or respect me, and I don't like them or respect them, and I try to establish a good relationship with them. It's called being a comedian and being networking. Here, give me that sign. Give me that. <laughs> that, one, that one's gone. That one's retired. Good taste. Yes, I tried that one out here. You, you young men, Listen, women go to so much effort when they're going to go on a date with you, you know, to be fuckable. And to, they, they primp and they pluck and they, they powder and they prune and, and, and they do all these things to taste. And the least you can do is to taste your semen. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't do that joke everywhere, but I can do it here. Okay, uh, born-again virgin. Don't date those born-again virgins. I mean, it's really terrible. I, I find them all the time. They say, I was such a slut in the 60s, but I know you respect me, and I'm not going to be asking for sex. Yeah, sure, great. Los Campos. Yeah, that's where ICE puts... Those are the concentration camps that ICE puts the illegal immigrants in, but they're not going to get as reparations like the Japanese. Do I use a condom? No. Women my age don't get pregnant. <laughs> I have a government job. I stay home and I collect Social Security. <laughs> Court-ordered? Court no, I think of this as, as more like a command performance. White women, okay. Um, how many of you have ever slept with white women? Yeah, right, right. Like, like, like some people talk about it like you, they should get a merit badge for it. I think it's no big fucking deal. Personally, I have slept with white women. In fact, in my whole life, I've never slept with any woman except a white woman because they will let you sleep. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I'm sorry I didn't get to all of your jokes, but uh, at my age, I've learned that you can't always finish, but you can stop. <laughs> Paul Zanford, everyone. Yes. Making the youth be into his weird, creepy sex jokes. I love it. Uh, comments from the peoples. Find a microphone. Hey, Greg Brown's up. All right, Paul. Okay. This is a, you're doing a good job. You got some jokes at work and stuff like that. You got to limit these uh, postcards. Just like, you got to start challenging yourself to the limit. Just like I, a few. I don't understand. Because um, right now, if you are working towards like um, doing like sets in other places, yeah, and you're doing a card thing, a lot of people think that that's okay, but a lot of people don't like the card thing. So I mean, it's like knowing your set. So have you like thought about challenging yourself to like having how many cards you have, or? Oh, you mean so that I could have a set list that consisted of the best of them. Yeah, or something, something that's yeah. constantly in the back of your head except for yeah, just having it, the point. It's really tough because I've committed myself to using these every time, no matter what. And uh, generally, when it's, not stand up, when it's not an open mic, they work better because people are eager to be in the show. But mm-hmm. I think that's a point well taken. If, if I were, were going to do this for an audience of 50 people, I'd hand out 50 cards. 
Yeah, but, so but the I, person is part of the joke. Right. So one card, one, one card, joke, one person. that makes them feel special. Right, right. Okay, and that's part of the shtick. Yeah, and I give okay. them more than right. one because sometimes people are real shitheads and they won't hold them up. Yeah, I think it's a fun idea. Um, you get to I, choose the jokes. Yeah, I think it's fun. Um, I think it would be a good show for just regular, no, every comedian. Cool just to, I think it would be fun just to go up and have to see a bunch of a bunch of words and seeing like can I make a joke out of that and, yeah you know, and just make up something on the spot but it's like yeah it's, no, it's obviously I can't make a joke out of all of them <laughs> yeah thank you I don't I don't yeah I don't it's kind of hard yeah it's yeah it was kind of yeah it's all, it's all, it's you, you know, all these, the place, these really so. are some that I re, some of these are ones that I retired because they don't work yeah and I was trying to see if I would catch fire tonight but uh, that's I have, what this is for. Cool. I have a new closing, and that is: please return your chairs and tables to the upright and locked position, and turn in the cards. Okay. Thank you all. Uh, we got more. Okay. Thank you all very much. He's got a shtick. He's got a shtick. Some girls have a tiny little thing, and they bring it. So I did this thing on Saturday. I stayed up all night, and then I auditioned for the end up stand BC and stand up NBC. Blah blah blah. Last Saturday morning, and that was insane. But a couple people brought guitars on stage and then didn't use them, and I was like, Why would you bring a prop on stage and then not use it? Um, but if you if it's just if it's a if it's a thing you know if you're a musical comedian and you have a guitar that's like a thing if you're a card comedian and you have your cards like that's your thing that you got a thing some people some people just tell jokes your next comedian I haven't seen him in so long and I can't wait to hear his jokes welcome back to the stage Greg Brown. Sometimes I get really nervous and I can't understand things and I forget words that I'm trying to remember. Like this one time, I was trying to remember the word acronym. Acronym. So I couldn't figure it out. So I was like, okay, Google, what's the word that's a bunch of words that's made out of one word, but each letter represents something different? And Google said, ambigram. Ambigram. So what the fuck is an ambigram? Ambigram is one of those tattoos or pieces of art that looks like one thing one way or some, one thing another way, like those angels and demons, okay? I wanna do that with the word frustration. Frustration, just horizontal, it just says frustration, and vertical, it says fuck! <laughs> Hi, hey guys, how's it going? My name's Greg, how you guys doing? Uh, this is uh, important for me because um, I recently just got off crack. Oh, give me a round of applause. I use yoga. I had to use yoga because every time I got up, it was like, crack, 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 That's a dad joke. I'm writing a dad joke app, dadjokes.com, pay me a dollar dad joke. You know what I'm saying? It was good stuff. <clears throat> Great coffee. Uh, I have a dumb phone, okay? It's not a smartphone, okay? It's not one of those nice little screen phones. It, it tries, though. It has this thing called predictive text, predictive text. It predicts what I'm trying to text which sometimes sucks when I'm trying to sext, when I'm trying to sexy text somebody. I'll give you an example. One of my go-tos is mmm, which is M-M-M, but predictive text changes it to mom. <laughs> so, I send out a text like, mom, I'ma lick your titties. Ooh, mom, you don't know what I'm gonna do to you, girl. But then predictive text, it catches on. So I sent out a text, it's like, mm, can I borrow $200? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Sometimes it doesn't look right because you know it's like, mm, how's dad's back? You know. <laughs> so uh, uh, um, this is my first time on the stage in a long time. I, I uh, got recently diagnosed with a mental illness. Uh, well, this is a bad way to set the joke up. Uh, I'm bipolar, so get past that part, all right? <laughs> <clears throat> bipolar one. Anyways, uh, woo! <laughs> liars, liars! Okay, no, I'm kidding. Um, so, uh, I forgot how I set this joke up, but anyways, uh, it's John. Just, just be a willing comp- uh, uh, patriot, you know. Don't you hate it when you have a gay dream about one of your friends <laughs> and he's not the hot one? <laughs> you do? You hate that? I mean, it's just like, it's not, it's not the issue that I'm like, my, my dream is telling me I'm gay. My, dream, my brain is telling me I'm chopped liver. Okay, all right? So you know what? I went up to the, the hot friend and I was like, hey, you wanna go see Transformers 5? And he's like, yeah, sure. He said yes. Yeah, yeah, got him up to the concession stand. He's like, oh, you wanna give me beer? Uh, I would like an anchor steam. I know what you like. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I got nowhere else to go with that one. Um, okay, so. Um, last year I got dumped like six times and I kind of quit dating. I just get dumped a lot. And the last girl, it really, it really hurt because I liked her a lot and she was like, oh, well, it wasn't the way that you treated me. It wasn't the way that you treated me. I know what that means. That means she thinks I'm a loser. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. One day, one day I won't always be a loser. You wanna know why? Because I'll be dead. Greg Brown, everyone! He's gonna be dead someday. (laughs) That was a really great set. uh, How long has it been since you've been on stage? Uh, Maybe a year. Wow, well, you've seemed clean to me. Yay! I, was, I wasn't on drugs. I, I just, I, well, I was on drugs. No, no, I didn't mean clean. I didn't mean clean drug-wise. I meant clean like it was a clean set. Like you oh. didn't um or ah or be all confused. You didn't like. I, I was a little fast. I mean, you, I don't know. I don't think you were. I, I thought you had great energy. I thought your your jokes were solid. I mean, there even the one where you're like, I don't have a punchline. I still laughed because you admitted that you were lost or whatever. And I thought that was endearing because you were honest and have good energy and good. Um, you're loud. That's great. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, sometimes what's best about you becomes a problem. You have so much vitality and you deliver the jokes so well. We like you and we laugh and you can't tell which are the strong jokes and which are not. Because they're all good. Even No, they all come off good. You know, I mean, that's a terrible joke. Frustration. Fuck. Nobody else could do that. But you pull it off because yeah. of the way you do it. It's great. See? And it's, it's not the joke. It's the you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's where the drugs come in. Uh, you had a lot of good stuff the only one that kind of like confused me in the setup was the acronym to amagram one i didn't understand exactly the jump so you were trying to figure out what an acronym was but then you searched for it by saying like something very close to the definition no google gave me ambigram so I, when I was saying my like, what's the word that's a bunch of other words? It Google. Oh, I see. Okay, I, I got it backwards because I thought you were saying you didn't know what acronym meant. Oh, no, no, no. I no. See, okay, that I might see. might have been it, me. I might not have said Could have been me as well, but yeah, yeah, listen to that. It wasn't that, you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop that. <laughs> I thought oh, it was. Like, I'm I th- oh, sorry. I thought it was extremely polished. 
But the thing is, your energy was so good that, like, you know, like the the frustration joke. Anybody else would have said that. It would have been like, oh, that's fun. But then you flipped it around and go, ah! Hey everybody, and it was just like, wow, we're on this crazy ride, and I just thought it was great. It was polished. There was like no rust, considering you've been out of the game for a year. So I thought you did really good. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Oh, I, I thought I thought when you said something about being diagnosed with bipolar, like because the rest of your set is like kind of like you screaming and stuff. I thought you could you could have said something like, I was diagnosed with bipolar. I know what most of you are thinking. No shit. I thought you could say because it's yeah because it kind of because I mean it's it's kind of your act like you're you're yeah, I got yeah. a little needy and I said that out loud and I don't need to say that I'm bipolar I don't know it, yeah. I was just like no <laughs> no no I just thought if you mentioned it and I thought like when you're talking about your your brain about you you date your uh, you dream about dating your non-hot friend you're like you're like damn it my dreams are even telling me to settle that's yeah. bullshit yeah so, yeah to settle yeah yeah. Try, try, yeah yeah so like. The only reason I knew what you were talking about when you said bipolar one was because I was here earlier before the show started and I was eavesdropping. Um, I feel like, yeah, if you're going to mention that, either make it more clear what you're talking about or make some kind of pun or both because, like, you know, I fought bipolar and bipolar one. I don't know, something. Yeah, something I, I about. feel you. It was one of those things I said, like, no, I'm going to take it back in. <laughs> awesome, though. Over with, uh, great stuff. Welcome back. Greg Brown, everyone. Meow, 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 meow. Your next comedian does not have his laugh factory with him. His son is usually here. His son is the best hype man in all of San Francisco. He laughs at all our jokes, but so does your next comedian, and he's a funny guy in his own right. Clap your hands wildly for Eric Ibsen. Yeah, it's great to have a built-in laugh track. Uh, so my my mom was super, super supportive, super endearing. Uh, she actually <laughs> left a message for me with one of my roommates and and uh, referred to him as a pumpkin-hearted lammy cake. This is true. I just am like, what kind of drugs is my mom doing? <laughs> like pumpkin-hearted, I mean, anyway. Mom was great. Uh, my parents were great. They... Uh, they ended up living in a lot of different places all over the world and, and, and in the U.S. And I kept finding them. So, occasionally a bit awkward. Uh, so I ended up moving to a lot of different places. I moved to Germany and uh, uh, was really got into African drumming and comedy. And because I was a white guy with rhythm and I was funny, they deported me. Um, <laughs> it's not funny. Das ist nicht lustig, mein Freund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am a German comedian. Yeah, you don't hear that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's like an oxymoron. <laughs> like, actually, speaking of oxymoron or, or moron, somebody's got to keep the moron, mo and moron, and that's me tonight. Anyway, so I moved to Africa, speaking of Africa, uh, or moving around. Uh, that's a segue. Uh, I moved to Africa, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, my very first day I got there, I was being shown around. And the guy, the guy was like, okay, this is where you shower. And I'm like, that's a bucket. Yes, this is where you shower. Okay, all right. And, uh, and then he pointed out to the outhouse up the hill. <laughs> okay, up, outhouse up the hill. Okay, think about this. It does rain there. And, and he said, this is where you shit. I'm like, okay, that's where I shit. All right, great. Well, where do I pee? He's like, <laughs> this is Africa, man. You pee where you like. 
<laughs> and in that moment, Eric knew he had found his home. <laughs> now, I loved living in Africa. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, uh, I was a little worried that they wouldn't have fast food there. Uh, I don't know if you, on the radio, you probably can't tell, but uh, I'm fat. Uh, but I really love fast food. And they do have fast food in Africa, but the, well, this is sort of contradictory, but you've just, it's really fast, but you've just got to be patient and just wait for it to run underneath the tree and jump on it and bite it in the neck until it's dead. And if you're really, really good, you can, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, so you've beaten there. It's yeah. Anyway, if you, if you're really good, you get a friend to ask you, would you like flies with that? <laughs> okay. What? I wanted the full experience. I'm like, I'm all in, okay? Actually, a Africans are wonderful. They like take shit to the next level. Like their use of language, like every, every African I know speaks at least five languages. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking, really. Well, I am, but, uh, but the way they use English is amazing. Like uh, I, uh, I walked in front of uh, 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 my niece, who uh, is Ghanaian. I walked in front of her <laughs> and uh, uh, she said, Oh, oh, why, why do you not take care? Why do you move in such a way so as to obstruct my vision? <laughs> I'm like, she's nine. <laughs> Some next level shit, yo. But not everybody has got a great command in the English language there. Like there's this one guy that we, this next door neighbor that was always trying to impress me with his command of the English language. Um, and it was, this is ironic because his name was Mr. Smith. So uh, I'd expected more from this guy because he comes out of the house and he'd be like, you kids, get out the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, I've got more I could torture you with, but uh, I think we'll wait till next week. But that's all, that's all I got. Thanks very much. Eric Ibsen, everyone. Yay. Hey, Eric, that was a lot of fun. I think you do voices so well. I mean, the German, the African, the Ghanaian girl were fantastic. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Congratulations. And, Thank you. Um, the meal, <laughs> I like your curtsy. The meal with, uh, you know, flies. Uh, it was my experience that you don't have a choice in Africa, so. You know, <laughs> so They're delicious. Yes, I, I would put a punch in there like that. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. It's like pepper everywhere else, it just flies. Oh, I, yeah, I thought you could say, yeah, after the flies, you could say like, you could be like, do you want with or without flies? Without flies, well then your shit's out of luck. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, you have a uh, yeah. You said something about like you piss where you like. Uh, where where do they where do they do number? You two? pee where you like. Where do you do number two? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. He said up there. That oh. is where you shit. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Up it, uphill in the outhouse. Oh, okay. I thought. All right. Okay. I thought you could. I was thinking a couple ideas. You, you yeah. could say we don't like to talk about that, and he walked away. Or you could say, "Or you like?" <laughs> by the way, you might want to piss on your shoes or something. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Something, something to that effect. Or you could say, "Oh, you already, you know, you but you need to piss on your shoes or something." She <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It looks like you know. Right, so, yeah. Looks like you piss on your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Really amiable. Really smooth. Really pleasant to experience. What Thank was you. the bucket about? So that's a shower. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't understand. The I'm word sorry. Shower. I, I'm forcing you to think. I'm, I'm no, I sorry. I didn't understand the word. Oh, shower. Yeah. Yes. Because later okay. on you talk about shit. Yeah. So I thought you said she shit in both places. So I just got 
you know, I, I was gotcha. not everybody gotcha. in the audience is listening <laughs> okay. as I'm carefully sorry. if you think they are. I, I, I agree that the voices are good, but I think they'd be even better if you could try to match your face to the voice. Because you're smiling with your own smiling face, and it's like you're, you're not, it doesn't come across that you're confident that it's the real accent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, he was going on about that. You got to sort the area that you're talking about. <laughs> was that West Africa? Was that East Africa? Or Southern? Ghana? Okay, you said Ghana. Okay, I misheard it. All right. Okay, Ghana. All right. I'll enunciate Ghana next time better. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. It's, I'm going like, to do that, I swear. You, you got to play up the locale because in some ways I'm just kind of like, who the fuck is this white dude doing these African accents? But then you're like, you know the area. It's like, all right, all right. Why don't you just go back to fucking Africa? No. Yeah. <laughs> go back to Africa, white man. <laughs> yeah, I love living in Africa as a subject. Oh, wow, this microphone's way better. Uh, I like the idea of uh, living in Africa as like subject matter. I think that's like a rich area for comedy. I think it would help like in, insert some more jokes. And in, for instance, the bit about like the commode and the shower and all that. If you like make fun of yourself for being such an ignorant white person, like in that process, just like what oh, the hell good. is this? Like, that's good, yeah. what the hell am I supposed to do with this bucket? Like, like yeah. I don't know. Make me more endearing instead of the the asshole white guy. Exactly. Yeah. Just like make yourself yeah, seem really like dumb. Me. Do you like me yet? It's like uh, where's where's the like you just like look at the bucket. I don't know. Be like where the where's the knob? Like where's the button? Like I don't get it. <laughs> There's no faucet with your bucket. Where's the drain? <laughs> like I don't know. Do you have Dr. Bronner's? Yeah. Right. <laughs> really good stuff. Special so good. Thank you. Anyone else? All right. Miller? Clap wildly for Eric Ibsen. Breaking the fourth wall with Ibsen. I remember Ibsen. He wrote a great play about a duck that was really a play about syphilis. Your next comedian has cut his hair, and now he looks like a model. Uh, I I want him to try out. I always want him to try out for America's Next Top Model, and I know he's too old for it, but he's he is seventy five percent cuter if that's possible. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Joey Avery. Oh, oh. Fuck yeah, Pam, painting a nice picture for the radio listeners. Uh, how old do you have to be to try out for America's... You, you can't be older than 24. Oh, really? It's ageist. Uh, what, you don't think old people are hot? That's ridiculous. Um, shit, I... Um, all right, to be fair, I like modern medicine, uh, but I think it's overrated. That's my that's my perspective. Like I like the fact that we get to live longer and be healthier. I think that's cool, but it kind of makes life a lot less fun. You know, like how fun must it have been before people knew cigarettes gave you cancer? <laughs> Everyone's just walking around looking sexy and cool, smoking on airplanes and offices. That sounds badass. No one had cancer. Ugh. You know, that sounds like a great. It was people thought it was so fine that doctors used to prescribe cigarettes to cure ailments, along with their two other favorite medicines, whiskey and heroin. <laughs> what an awesome time to be alive! You could tell your friends, "Hey, I'm going to the doctor," and they'd be like, "Wow, that's fucking metal. That's awesome. <laughs> that is a badass." Yeah, you died at 45, but you died like a fucking rock star, and that's what matters. It sounds awesome. 
I, uh, I wish my doctor would prescribe me alcohol for something. That'd be, I can't imagine what it would be, but I guess we all prescribe it to ourselves just for like the weekend. Uh, everyone's like, well, life exists, so I'm going to get blitzkrieged. How about that? It's a good prescription right there. Um, I do like drinking. I don't. Uh, I don't drink to get drunk. Uh, I just drink to wake up riddled with social anxiety. Uh, that's actually my favorite reason to drink. I like waking up in the morning, closing my eyes, and searching really hard for any moment that can confirm the shame that I already deeply feel because I don't know why. Uh, it's an interesting thing that happens when you drink, and I don't even do. Too many bad things when I drink. Uh, I do that annoying thing where sometimes if I get too drunk, I'm just like, oh, I'm so fucked up right now. <laughs> and people are like, what? And I'm like, I'm so fucked up right now. And they're like, what? And then I sit and they're like, yeah, we get it. If you can't say it, we actually understand what you're trying to say. You're kind of doing an act out for us. Um, I don't really do too much dumb stuff when I drink. I'll just fall asleep in places. Like, I've, I've fallen asleep in alleyways and uh, bushes, park benches. Just I just shut off. I go to bed, which is not the worst thing, but it's a good thing I'm not a lady. It's a little bit of male privilege there. It's harder for girls to be like, oh, I'm just going to sleep here, so no weird stuff, street people. It's not, uh, it's not anything that works. Uh, where the fuck was I going with that? Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel I feel bad for girls going out drinking because like really like the process of like going out if you're going out to a club is so much harder for a girl. Like girls they put in so much effort and they look good and it's like, "Okay, why don't we make you wear a little tight restricted tube of satin and then we're going to put you in little stilts and then give you alcohol which makes your balance thrown off. Uh and then we're going to go dancing. We'll go dancing and see if you can stay standing up." Um, and avoid the constant barrage of men who don't know how sexual they're supposed to be when they approach you. Doesn't that sound fun? Pick one, don't be a prude, but obviously don't be too out there. It just sounds hard. Uh, that's a flimsy premise, but uh, that's it for me. Thank you, guys. Joey Avery. Um, cigarettes were prescribed in the 70s after people had babies for losing weight. It's a real thing. It's just a really? fun little fact. Um, yeah. All the way up until like, I think like 76, 78. But when you'd have a baby and you'd be fat, they'd be like, yeah, just start smoking because it's, you know, it That's helps insane. you lose weight. Yeah. There's certain Asian countries that still... So, Okay. <laughs> no one even said who it was. But. Yeah, yeah, no, nobody. Yeah. So nobody. sure. Uh, oh, I was thinking. Uh, uh, just that last bit. If you ever want to like uh, pursue it a little harder, get into yeah. act out territory. Yeah. I think it'd be funny if you just like as you're going along, kind of escalate, kind of act out like a girl going on the night out. When you get to the alcohol part, and you say like. Wait, I think the way you phrased it was like dudes with like varying degrees of sexual advancement. Right. You just like maybe hit it with a little alliteration going out. Then when your balance is out, you're dodging dicks with the style right, of like right. a matrix dancer. You could do like a little act out or kind of really put that sauce on it. Right, a little uh, bit of sauce. A little sauce. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, oh, I was going to ask, was the doctor thing, have you been listening to the dollop? I was gonna ask. No, what is the dollop? Oh, okay. No, it's just a hair. It's a, a history podcast. They're talking about the opioid epi- epidemic in America. So, oh, I meant to put that in because yeah. it kind of rounds it out the other way. But yeah. it's like it's not as cool to take pill heroin. You know, yeah, it's, it's very, no, it's true. very Appalachian. Yeah. So that was I was just a question. I had. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, good shit, man. Um, I would say for that one joke where you're admiring women like getting dressed and how difficult right. it is, and you know, sexes in the heels and shit right. like that. You should flip it and see how dudes. I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if that's a hack thing or if that's been done a lot, but flip it on how dudes how dudes could do it. And like, yeah. what, what's the dude equivalent? And like a general of a, like uh, like all those medals and shit or something. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something There's something. The There's something there. Yeah. Thank you. Your your Medicaid your medicine stuff turned into be drug stuff mostly. Right. And uh, I just wondered when you got to the end of that whether you could pivot. And then you could go into what's going to happen with Trump Care in terms of the availability of opioids. Oh, interesting. The availability of uh, rehab, and you know, and will doctors prescribe as many opioids? And yeah, I, I know that's another uh, a whole other direction. Yeah, to instead go of about a comparison, that. just bring it back yeah. around. Like, well, we are bringing it. And you talked about bringing it back. People dying at forty-five. I mean, that's kind of the tradition of you commit suicide before you're thirty, so you'll be an attractive corpse. Oh, <laughs> that people people actually do that yeah but 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 you're all the people who are too old for America's next top model yeah, but you're you're you really are on to something because I did not die of my heart attack right and right. and therefore I was sentenced to old age as a right. result Right, and, right, and right. I think you're I think you're that you know you're taking oh, for granted you're being young and healthy right but you live you live beyond your youth and you know you don't want to die but you'd like to be young again oh, you know that's you'd like to have better knees right you know artificial hip jokes i don't know right you got a whole a whole if you you've opened a lot it up, to expand you got there a whole, all yeah the, all these different places those are all go. good directions yeah, thank yeah. you paul i'm gonna end on a compliment if that's all right yeah <laughs> be critical asshole no no I, I think you got a great start like you've got a great pacing a great mm-hmm. i don't know great vibe going you feel really comfortable up there and and it's really attractive and then and least gone least gay way as possible yeah, it's, just not really you, like, any level of that there's anything wrong fine. with that yeah. seriously <laughs> <laughs> i knew i found out knew my roommate was gay when his dick started tasting like shit but honestly no you really you have a great <laughs> <laughs> what? No, but yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I really, really like the pacing. Yeah, and thank your comfort. you. It's keep working. It. Thank it's you. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Joey Avery, everyone. Oh, I, I, oh no, 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 no. Chris Armia, you have time. Chris Armia, you can say what you want to say. Okay, no, I was just, I with the last thing, I was just thinking, like you said, you wanted to die young. I thought you could say my goal is to be a, a nice birthday present for some lucky necrophiliac. Oh. It's oh. <laughs> fair. Not 100% my voice, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Joey Avery, everyone. Yay. Not exactly his voice. Your next comedian. I'm excited to see what he's going to do tonight. Uh, hey, everybody. Clap your hands in a slappy-like motion for John Gallagher. I had a good 4th of July this last week. It was pretty nice. Yeah, it was cool. I uh, had to Venmo a lady money for Plan B, so that's pretty fucking cool, you know? Yeah, the future's uh, dope. I can uh, I can send $50 through the internet to kill my child, uh, which, uh, you know, that's fucking cool. Like, the only person that used to be able to send uh, money through, like, a telegram or telewire 
like back in the day. You had to be like a multi-billionaire to do that, right? I think it's uh, $50. Like it used to be a lot more money. I think it's just awesome. 50 bucks, boom, kill my child. Great. Uh, I think it's just more exciting too that like every sexual partner I've had is just very on board with eradicating every piece of my genetic material from inside of them. And I'm very okay with all that. That was great. Uh, I had a good night though. Uh, it was at next night. I took her, uh, we took her on a date and went to a thing called hood slam, which is cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with hood slam. Yeah, Greg knows. It's amateur pro wrestling, which is exciting. Oh, do you go to hood slam? You've been, oh, okay. <laughs> I saw it was like, this it was like, yes, hood slam. And that's the thing. I was excited about it. I thought the same thing because it's like you get nervous. You're seeing men perform like varying bits of athletic feats. You're like, oh, this looks like it's masculated. But it's kind of like they're doing all the heavy lifting for you. You know what I mean? It's like this is foreplay. The lady's just getting juiced up watching all these men do these aggressive things. And then I'm just there. It's like perfect, you know? It's like, boom, I don't got to do anything. I'm just a body, baby. Use me. It's great. Um... I was thinking about this. Uh, I, I like to uh, talk about LeBron James and throw him sympathy, uh, which is the bad move in the Bay Area. Uh, and if you know this, if you want to bring any comedy show to a screeching halt, just say you sympathize or show empathy towards LeBron James, and people will be very angry with you. But you should be. You should be sympathetic for him. He's like the, one of the best basketball players of all time. LeBron James is so good at basketball, we forget that his own teammate fucked his mom. Like, that's how fucking good... <laughs> At basketball, LeBron James is. Like, you forget in 2010 on the Cleveland Cavaliers, Devontae West, a man who does not even play in the NBA anymore, fuck LeBron James's mom. That is, do you remember how much that hurt when it wasn't real? Like, when you were like a kid on the playground, when somebody just said that to you? And then he has to go and hit a, average a triple-double in the NBA Finals just for us to forget all about that. The fact he's able, even able, like he's one of the best players of all time and still able to even manage a basketball team is astounding. Like, how do you keep your team in control at all? And that it's like, Delonte, you're really uh, slowing us up out there. You're really not hitting the threes with the percentage we need you to. You're really not doing it. He's like, well, I'll tell you one percentage I am outstanding at is a shooting loads inside of your mom. I am hitting 100% at that. Um, very good. Um, I was getting very upset at BART station performers. Uh, yeah. I was getting very upset at them. Uh, you know, you could, we, have a, we have a tolerance, and that's okay. There's, you know, you have the guitar man who doesn't know words to songs. You have ukulele lady, and that's okay. I saw uh, the worst one. It just it hit a, a passion and a fire inside of me. 45-year-old bald-head man with ponytail playing a pan flute. Okay, there is a line, you son of a bitch, okay? How dare you? There's a line. How dare you inflict your liberal arts degree on me? If you play a fucking pan flute in public, you need to have goat legs. That's all the thing. That's <laughs> fucking, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, you better be chasing around river spirits, you fucking pe pe fanny pack wearing piece of shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, I don't know. And I'm, okay, so I have one more. Um, you know, I'm just going to end on this because I think it's a good statement to add on. I don't think it's wrong for me to be racist to Italian people. Okay, that's it. <laughs> John Gallagher <laughs> throwing it down. Pan yeah. flutes and Italians. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, that pan flute shit was fantastic. Yeah. The whole thing, because the setup is good. The goat legs is obviously a great punchline. Uh, thanks, man. That joke was awesome. The LeBron joke was really good, too. Okay. The um, I think the Plan B joke was very good, but that one is one that could could 
could be improved. Sure. Um, there's a lot of different things that were good. I thought what you said about eradicating your genetic materials was good. Cool. Um, you could say something. I mean, the contrast of your weekend. I mean, you gave her plan B to get rid of a child, and then you guys went to Hood Slam yeah, kind know, of in right? the same weekend. <laughs> like, true, yeah. You might want to reemphasize that point. Oh, I mean, it kind of proves that it's almost like you went to Hood Slam just to make sure she knew she made the right move in using plan B. That's a good... That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a better point. Proves you're not that ready up, to be parents, better. you know? Like, yeah, man. It's like I powerbombed her fucking uterus <laughs> with this $50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was good, man. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's cringing over there. <laughs> All right. Oh, cool. That was a great set. Oh, thank um, you. I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm so old. I don't know what Venmo is. So oh, maybe so, you yeah, could so say you, you pay PayPal money to people online. Yeah. Is it like maybe like PayPal? Maybe yeah, exactly. Just for us fucktards. No, uh, thank fucktards. you. Fucktards. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, um, just an app on your phone. Peter Thiel runs it, and so I'm helping him uh, get steal young people's blood to live forever. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this is worth mention. I'll mention anyway. But uh, about uh, LeBron's teammate fucking his mom and maybe with the intention of being LeBron's stepdad and then he could you know critique LeBron and LeBron be like you're not my real dad fair yeah yeah or something I don't know maybe that's not funny no 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 no. that's that's a good thing but I love the set yeah, well, Loved thank you, it. man. That's that's a really good point. I'll definitely think about that. Yeah, that is. When he's managing the team, he's like, all right, you're trying to shoot them teams. You're not my real dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, now all I can think about is LeBron James just like critiquing and just dressing him down. Like, you, you know, there's not enough foreplay of my mom. You know, you're, like, <laughs> you're not really not getting it done in there. That was nasty. Yeah, he is, exactly. And they could be like a cock block stat that leads to a triple double or maybe oh, yeah, it becomes a quadruple double. There you go. The, the cock blocking. Get that that's baby funny. burrito. Get it out. Okay. Thank you. Come back. All right, thanks, guys. John Gallagher. Meow, 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 meow. All right. Yeah, anytime you make fun of LeBron, I'm super on board with that. Fuck that guy. Uh, the only the only reason I have any respect for him is that he was actually quite funny in that movie Trainwrecked. He's actually, I think, of the NBA actors, I think that he is the best. He's way better than like Michael Jordan or Shaq ever was. We can fight about that if you want, but I, it's the only reason I like LeBron. It's the only thing I like about him is I think he's a mediocre actor. Your next comedian, she's a funny lady, and I like to see her in some videos. Put your answer. That sounded weird and sexual in a way I did not mean it. <laughs> your next comedian is Cece Whittle. Hi, everybody. So, I'm very proud to be the first female comedian up tonight. You know, we've come a long way. You know, 70% of zero dollars is still zero. You know, that's how much we make. Um, I want to talk about reunions tonight. Has anybody here been to one of their high school reunions? No. They're too young. Oh, my God. Okay, so I graduated from high school in 1963. There was a class of 850 kids. And uh, then we went to college. And, you know, JFK was shot. Then Martin Luther King. Then Robert Kennedy. Vietnam Civil War. I mean, civil rights movement. Uh, <laughs> it was a civil war, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, so politics has gotten a lot more civil, actually, since then. So I went to my 10th reunion. Uh, about 600 people showed up. 
And uh, we met in a big ballroom. That was really cool. And uh, the refreshments were uh, of the time, Coors beer and potato chips and dip, right? Yeah, and I went because I wanted to see the guy who had rescued me when I, in ninth grade, had accidentally locked myself in my locker. And there was no way to get out. (laughs) So I wanted to thank him 10 years later for saving me from that. Um, And so that was the 10th reunion. We danced to uh, Volare, and it was a one-eyed, one-eyed, one-horn-flying purple people eater. Have you ever heard that one? So that was the 10th reunion. I went to the 25th reunion, and um, about uh, 400 people showed up to that one. And uh, we met in a smaller space, but the refreshments were of the time, Chardonnay, and a brand new appetizer called hummus. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And um, the class jock had gained 50 pounds and was bald and unemployed. That, everybody liked that. Right, poetic justice. Um, And then I went to my 50th reunion recently. Uh, 200 people showed up. Uh, uh, Actually, uh, we had it in a nursing home because it was more convenient. (laughs) Uh, The refreshments were um, uh, chocolate pudding with Metamucil and Ensure as the beverage. Uh, and we we put the wheelchairs in a circle, and some of us did the twist in the middle, you know? That was, yeah, 50th reunion. So you ought to go to reunions, folks, because you learn something. You learn the end of the story. And it is all about schadenfreude, you know? Deep pleasure at the pain and suffering of others. Just like you're getting as you're watching me do this comedy tonight. <laughs> so, um, all right. Um, so, do any of you here like Britney Spears? Ooh. Oh, we have some fans, all right. I hate the bitch, you know. Yeah, we do too. <laughs> She's the one who popularized low-rise blue jeans, you know. Yeah, I have super-cut abs. It's called a cesarean scar, you know. I, have a, I wear mom jeans, folks. Still do. Got a whole drawer full of them from the 70s. And um, I really, even Obama wears mom jeans. But um, <laughs> frankly, I love them because, you know, in our day, we needed them to cover up our massive bushes. No, so. <laughs> All right, on that note. <laughs> I think I will end. Let me have your feedback. Let's talk about her massive bush. It's Cece Whittle. Yay! Uh, you could have been like, our bushes were of the time. I I feel like throughout the course of that narrative, it's really important that you address how the fuck you got into the locker. Um, you don't have to tell the truth, but you do have to address it. You don't even have to address it immediately. It could be a callback or something, but you have to fucking... No, you're right. Because people were just... Because my mind just got stuck in it. I'm like, what the fuck was she doing in the locker? Is she going to go back to the locker? How the fuck does somebody end up in a locker accidentally? Yeah. No, I just wanted to see if I would fit. It's... it's 
And I fail to notice that there is no way to get out of a locker once you're inside. It's sort of like guys who stick a pencil eraser up their nose. I mean, why do they do that? Sure, yeah, there's all kinds of directions you can go with that. Yeah. Uh, damn girl, you smooth. <laughs> Doesn't she talk real good? No, you're really. <laughs> no, you really are really charismatic as fuck. Thank you. Uh, you're not gonna be mad at me or sh- anyway. And I'm uh, 72. You guys need to- <laughs> uh, no, it is it is awesome. No, seriously. No, I I I'll hey I'll be a cub to her cougar. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm 50. No, anyway, um, maybe. <laughs> what? I got no gerbils chasing me. Anyway, um, uh, uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, maybe maybe the the guy at your tent. I mean, instead of dancing with him at the 10th anniversary, he 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 could say you inspired him to come out of the closet or something like that. I don't know. I just that would be a good callback. To that's a lot joke. more interesting than dancing or anything. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, nice, good idea. Thanks. Oh. Yeah, I thought I thought you could you could thank him for yeah. You, oh yeah, you, you said yeah. Thanks him for, or you thank that guy for letting you out of your locker. Like yeah, thanks for let me, not let me die in my locker. That would have been that would I wouldn't have made the reunion. That would that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> right. or whatever. Um, and I thought I thought when you had the the reunion at the retirement home, you could. At what point you could say you could say to the person who planned it, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I'd be a little bit like, "What? The, are you going to show? Do you want us like to show us around so you you know where we're going or something?" Yeah, I don't know. I thought that would kind of. Okay. Uh, I was going to say I really like the escalation for the reunion bit, and uh, the one thing I was like, I was thinking about if you could keep still keep the Schadenfreude idea, why when you get to the point where you guys are all in the wheelchairs or whatever dancing, it's like, and I was the only one without a wheelchair, so I won, and that's like the thing. <laughs> And so I was just thinking that's like a better punch like I'm the king or like I'm the queen of all of you and yeah then you could go into the bit about Schadenfreude but I just like the idea of like winning the two and that just kind of you know emphasizes or doubles down on the deal nice yeah. nice thanks great because yeah, really. John, John does have a point because like you know making it to 50 and looking good in the, I mean I'm saying 50 year reunion <laughs> 50 year reunion and still looking good and you know like uh-huh, uh-huh, you know you add, there's a little bit of that thank you great okay She is the only female on the bill tonight, you guys, so it is a sausage fest in here. Just everybody remember that Sausage Party is the dumbest movie ever made in the history of ever. I actually watched it, so you don't have to. Don't go out and watch that party, but it is a sausage party tonight. Your next comedian is going to make you laugh. Everybody take notes and get ready for Boris Shukukurororo. And thanks for fixing the computer thing. Of course. Uh, you know what I remember? I remember getting hand-me-downs when I was younger, you know? These shoes are a hand-me-down from my brother. Like, growing up, I always got, like, my jacket, jeans, condoms. Everything was like a hand-me-down, you know? But it's good because it stretches it out, you know? It stretches it out. Uh I uh, I got uh, I got mistaken recently for a comic who uses the N word a lot in their set, like a lot. And I think you can learn a lot about yourself by how quickly you react and how quickly you denounce that. Like that wasn't you. Like I wish I was like, no, of course not. 
But instead, I was like, what did I say last Wednesday? Like, <laughs> like someone would have told me something. At that point, is it even on me? Like, someone should have said something. Um, I have a lot of faith in the Bay Area because we got things like uh, GoFundMe and Kickstarter, and those are like really good things. Um, but they're not accessible to people who need it the most, like homeless people. It'd be like if Instagram wasn't available to like petty white bitches, you know? Uh, I, uh, I recently got out of a relationship, um, and I think it's a, it's a telling sign um, when at the end of your relationship, your girlfriend asks you to sign for community service hours. Like, it's kind of not a good sign um, for the health of that. Uh, um, what do you think a polyamorous breakup looks like? Do you think it's like, it's not us, it's them? Is that kind of... Um, I, I, so I recently, um, I recently was broken up with, and I remember like when uh, people would get broken up with or you tell someone about what happened with your relationship, people used to tell each other about it. But now all people do is they go, here, read it. And I think that's really, I think it's really different because it's, it's given you the evidence to what happened. Like, it, like my friend did that to me. She was like, here, read it. And I read this whole barrage of text messages. And it's like, actually, I agree with him. Like, maybe you should have told me your story. I would have easily, I would have only had to agree with you. But now uh, I actually think I'm going to take his side. Um... I'm trying to make a list for myself of uh, uh, things that I go by, like kind of mantras, things like that. And uh, so I came up with three things. Um, the first one is to never apologize for being yourself, because that's important, to not be apologetic. Um, the second one is um, to always love yourself, because self-love is very important. And the third one is corporations are people. That's, <laughs> I, think a really, I think that's a really important one to live by. Um, all right, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. Boris Shukurko. La la la. Um, I really, really, really loved the joke about it's not us, it's them. And then you got into stuff and I got confused. So you start talking about sides and then you said, I'm going to take his side. And that whole section, like I was lost. I was like, is he still talking about polyamory or is he talking about being broken up with? Singularly, I just... I got, I almost felt like you got confused and then I got confused too. But the strongest part of that punchline is it, it isn't us, it's them. So it's, it's a great one-liner to come out with. But then if you're going to keep talking about polyamory, maybe you want to front load with your mm -hmm. sides joke and then punch it at the end with it's not us, it's them. I just didn't know I was lost. Yeah, I feel that. I got you. Cool. And overall, a very good set. Uh, the joke early on about condoms, I think that that joke had holes in it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, the stretch part was nice, but I think that the set would have felt better without it. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so that critique. Like Charlie's pink critique. is a badass. You're like, <laughs> like Joseph Ugalde is usually our pun master, and you just blew him out of the water. But not blowing in the... That was great, though. No, but it was, she's... I love puns. Uh, I, like, I like the fact that she was trying to uh, um, show her side of an argument by text. And so I think you can play with uh, intention, can't be read with text or something like that. Um, I think you have a, you have a really good um, set-up punchline. 
um, and this is the first time seeing you, but uh, it would like to see you add some some bullet points, you know, mm-hmm. some some add some, you know, start tagging in a little, some jokes a little bit. Not every joke, I mean, not every joke needs to be blah, yeah, like yeah. elongated for unnecessarily, but a few of those. Cool, thank you. All right, thank you. Other comments? Yay, Boris! And Boris telling jokes. Your next comedian. He's been giving great comments all night, and we're going to pay attention to his jokes right now and see what happens. Right now, slap those meat paws together for Chris Armijo! Thank you. Thank you. Um... No, did everybody have a good, uh, did everybody enjoy uh, gay pride, the gay pride parade? Anybody go? Yeah, sure. yeah that's okay. It kind of fucks up the traffic. I mean, it's a good, it's a good, a good cause, but it's like, you're, in the end of the day, you're just fucking up traffic. Um, but no, I think, like, it's cool that we have, I, like, I, 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 I liked, how do I say this? I, I enjoy foreigners, and one reason, I, I, one way I enjoy them is, like, the, you know the small language bear because I I was I went I was driving by like in San Francisco during Gay Pride and I saw somebody holding up a sign and she and it said it said I show up because and then it had a picture of Wonder Woman and I'm like I was just like there there's some there's some kind of, is it kind of makes sense in some weird way but like I I don't know I it just made me want she was Japanese so I was like I want to go to Japan find some like protest and just like have just say, hey, I show up because and have a pic of, picture of Nick Cage or something. Just like, I show up because of Nick Cage. I, uh, I, and I just want to have that moment when I'm explaining that to somebody. Like, oh, what does that mean? You know, because you know, we're marching for and you know, Nick, Nick Cage. And yeah, that'll be my explanation. Anyway, I, I, uh, I, probably everybody here has Netflix. Everybody has a Netflix? Does, everybody has a Netflix account. Everyone has Netflix. That's the rule. That's the rule of Netflix. Everyone has it. I, uh, I don't like how it tries to predict like what you like, like I, you, it, it's like I, well, it, and and it, I don't believe its reasons. Like, I there was, oh, there was one thing that said like, oh, you might like uh, the Gilmore Girls, Friends, and How I Met Your Mother because you watched the movie Memento, and it's like, yeah, yeah. The, maybe maybe I need to pick a better movie. Yeah, yeah, like one movie that matched the Memento was like like. Uh, Oh God, The Shining. But anyway, no, I, was, I don't know. It may, either like it just makes me think like may, is is Gilmore Girls a more interesting uh, show than I thought? Like is there some like maybe that th- that thing got dark at the end? Uh, anyway, yeah. So ooh, let me go. Yeah, these are all these are not form jokes at all. So please forgive me. Flatter. I was listening to an interview by a scientist, and he was talking about like people believing in like flat Earth and stuff like that, and like th- th- there's a problem with tea like tequila believing in flat earth and there was some basketball player I guess and I'm like what's what's the problem people like if if you're in life you hear that Tila Tequila believes in flat earth and you're like hey maybe I have to rethink this you know Tila Tequila thinks the earth is flat maybe I need to look at relook at this whole if you're 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 getting I mean yeah it's like she she's usually she doesn't seem to be into flat things so maybe you know I don't know that was that was a fake tit joke uh, uh yeah definitely I can use some comments on that one all right and uh I, yeah, well, I, I need to give credit to Cole because he was making me think about like creep, creepy guys and stuff. It seems weird, like our relationships with girls, because when you meet them, you like try not to be creepy at first, all right? But as you get into a relationship, I feel like you usually have that conversation 
I, it comes out in different ways, but they're like, your girlfriend is usually like, can you be a lot more creepy? Could you like smack me on the ass? And you know, you know, maybe it'd be bit better if you're more aggressive. So they, you go from not being creepy. I, I, yeah, I hate all these jokes too. Sorry, these are not, these are, these are, these are all working progress. I do have better jokes. I'm just like, I'm just throwing out ideas. And uh, oh, Matt, um, I have one mass murder. This one's a bad. This is a bad. But anyway. Yes, I have a mass murder joke. My first mass murder joke, my mom would be so proud. Um, no, I just think, like, like, I know, I think politics is, is nuts because you're like, they, like, people have all these weird explanations. Like, you have the presidents running around just committing mass murder all over the world. And, you know, I, I mean, and, and they, they, and people like, 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 like they keep tell, talking to me about how good Obama was and he just committed mass murder all over the world. And I'm like thinking, like the one time I committed mass murder, people still won't let me leave that, live that down. You know, I was trying. Yeah, even as much as I explained that I was trying to, you know, spread democracy and peace, and you know, committing a, a humanitarian effort, you know, in the Middle East of Rhode Island, nobody, yeah, no, <laughs> no, yeah, nobody will let me live that down. Nobody will let me live that down. I had, I had another thought about that. Okay. Anyway, I had a, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this with a really. Really, okay, should I end this with a rape joke? <laughs> no, uh, are you going with no, should I not? <laughs> I have one suggestion, no. Um, it's not no. a rape joke if we want it. Okay, okay, that's a good point, that's a good oh. point, yes. No, I, uh, no, you know, sometimes I get annoyed, like, like uh, some people like complain about like, 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 like the Wonder Woman movie, like, like feminists and stuff, they say that's not a feminist movie because she's, I mean, her outfit makes no sense. I mean, she's not really, she's armored on her wrists and stuff, yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. Like, she's too sexy, so that's not a really good feminism movie. Some people have been saying that. Some, I'm just, I'm not saying I'm saying that. I, I love her outfit. Um, but no, she, but like, I, I think it's good that people complain about stuff like that. Because I mean, I was just watching a movie and I'm like going, what the, what the fuck were the people doing in the 70s? I mean, it seems like they were active, but there, some, there were some creepy movies back then. Like, I just watched uh, The Plane. Have you ever seen The uh, Plane Drifter? Oh, God, the Clint Eastwood movie? I'm, White Plains Drifter, I think that's what it was. No, there's a part of this movie where a, a woman walks up, knocks his freaking cigar out of his, his, uh, his mouth. Man, I cannot remember anatomy at all. Okay, knocks the cigar out of his mouth. <laughs> Knocks his cigar out of his mouth and like, like says, uh, she says something snarky to him. I can't remember whatever. And I, and in that movie, like things are happening to him. He's giving good comments, but his comeback to her is to take her into a barn and rape her. And I'm like, what the? Who the? Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, good one, Clint. That was yeah, that was. <laughs> this happened. Okay, I didn't make this movie. No, I'm just thinking like, where the? F yeah, you really needed the the feminist like to complain about what? Like, how the hell did somebody write that down? Go to a director. And then it freaking even got to Clint. The actors were like, yeah, we'll, we'll do this one. Like, nobody complained about it. I just thought, yeah. This, okay, I really need suggestions. I could really use suggestions with this set. I really, I really could. I appreciate any suggestions you have. Chris Armia. Uh, I, I, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, so do you do something that you should just be aware of? You say like, I know, and you mean a lot. Okay. So it's just conservation of language and making sure that Calvin Coolidge said every word weighs a ton. That's for poetry class. But like, yeah, but if it's not adding, it's taking away. And so even when like you, 
I'm, I'm going with you. And then you start getting a little bit lost, but rather than silence, you fill it with like, I know you mean, you know, and it's like, they're just filler words. So I just be aware of them, but you're very personable and you're very fun to watch on stage. And I mean, it's, so I don't know. I don't want you to take out your personality, but I'm just saying, I just think, watch those. Think less, yeah. Okay. Um, so like Pam was saying, there's like economy of words. Uh, a lot of it was like, 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 like. Um, one thing that I try to do when I, when I write a joke, and this is just my personal way to do it, is I'll circle uh, the punchline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just to make sure, oh, okay, this is the important part. And then what, uh, how are all these words in the middle going to help me get into there? Okay. No, I, yeah, I, I know. I, these are these are. Oh, really yeah, you know, you know it. Then these you know. are really ro- raw ideas. I'm just kind of. Five minutes ago? Ten minutes ago? Yeah. I've been, all right, gotcha. things that have been on my head, in my head that I've been trying to, like, work out. Yeah, I thought the opening bit uh, where you saw the person wearing the Wonder Woman shirt and that's the reason why they're there, yeah. that has a ton of promise. Yeah. But if you're going to go to another country and say that you're Nick Cage, uh, I think that they'd find you to be a national no. treasure. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> Parts one and two. It's fantastic. And then also the joke about mass murder. The thing about a mass murder joke mm-hmm. is it needs to kill. Okay, yeah. And <laughs> so you need to try to work that in. I'm writing this down. Needs to kill. <laughs> Charlie Spink is he's the gift today to the he's the tag master. That's good. Those are good tags, yeah. Tag, I did. He is. Are we good? Write it down. Oh, Eric Lupus is gonna say a thing. I just I didn't really get the Nick Cage joke, but Eric. I'm blonde. But anyway, um, Eric Ibsen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Maybe it could be Pikachu or. Chin Fakuman or whatever. Ha ha! Yeah, I could say I show up because of Pikachu. Yeah, that'd be a good one. You think that'd work better? I don't know. I Pikachu, I choose you. But you are super likable, really. It's it's good. It's good. Actually, when you're just like riffing, you're even funnier. So. Riffity rifferoo! Everybody clap, clap your hands, ones and twos for Chris Armijo. Your next comedian, she's, I'm bumping her because not only uh, is she the second female of tonight, but she runs a great open mic coming up super soon over there at this saloon up on Petrero. They're at 17th Petrero. And so she's got to head up there. So we're bumping her up the list. Clap your hands wildly for Annette Mullaney. Thank you. Thank you. Pam, you can come through and get, you know, bump whomever you want, whenever you want. You are always welcome at Mission Hill Saloon. Um, hey guys, I've been dating a lot. Uh, where are my single people at? Single people make noise. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm not single. I have a wonderful boyfriend. Oh, I feel so bad for all of you. Um, wonderful boyfriend. I am dating a lot though, cause we're in an open relationship and I'm trying to win. Uh, <laughs> It's real healthy, it's, re- it's real healthy, you know, good to have some healthy competition, makes the sexual dating market all that more uh, depressing. Uh, no, it's been good, it's been good. Um, learned a lot about ourselves. There's been some unexpected benefits. Um, oh my God, you guys, like jealousy has been the best diet I've ever tried. <laughs> Like, it is just so hard to overeat when I'm sitting home on Saturday night 
knowing my dudes out there with some chick and just every thrust into her is like a dagger in my stomach. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, don't worry, don't worry, you guys. He loves me. He really loves me. Not as much as he loves random trim, but you know, he loves random trim a lot. And so there's a lot of love left over. Um, so I, at this point, I probably gotta tell you that it was, it was my idea, the whole open relationship. Um, I'm not gonna defend every idea I've ever had as a good one, um, but in my defense, I really thought that I would win this one, right? <laughs> like, my dude's hella pretty, but I learned in high school that what you lack in pretty, you can make up for in easy. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if, uh, there may be a nine over there by the bar that you gotta talk to, but this seven has a bag of weed and a condom ready to go next to your car, dude. Like, shit works. <laughs> um, I did not, you know, so I've definitely, I've been trying to keep my numbers up. Um, it's tough because I've actually lowered my standards below what they would be if I were single. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, lowered standards. Not yet to comedian level, but don't worry, we might get there soon. <laughs> I said lower, I didn't say the floor. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, train line forms outside. Um, <laughs> but uh, see, the problem is like, I have to, like, he gets to go out and he dates women, and I have to go out and date men. And like, when women reject men most of the time, they're real nice about it. Mostly because they're worried about getting murdered, but still, they're real nice about it. <laughs> Whereas when men want to sleep with me, they're absolute fucking dicks to me still. <laughs> like, they're mean to me whether they want to or don't want to sleep with me. Like, the last time I went out catting with my best girlfriend, like, you know, it was one of those nights you got with your lady friend, we're gonna try to help each other get laid, girls doing it for ourselves. Um, we go out to this bar, we're hoed out, it's that kind of night. First dude walks up to me and he goes, hey, I bet you would be attractive if not for the fact that your freckles make your face asymmetrical. Yeah, opening with the neg. And I said, okay, that's, I hope you have a good life. Uh, that's just not what I'm interested in. Nothing about that exchange made me feel like you would be invested in my pleasure. Uh, and then he called me a cunt. Somehow didn't change the opinion. Uh, <laughs> So that's what I'm dealing with. Meanwhile, my dude's out there with all the confidence of a man who has guaranteed pussy at home, which means he's fucking getting hella pussy out there. All right, guys, have a good, whatever. Thank you, Pam. Yay, Annette Mulaney, yay. Do you not want comments? You don't have to have them if you don't want. Uh, go, go back up there. You gotta go back up there for the comments. I actually have a joke for you if you want it because it makes sense. You talked about lowering the bar but not that low and if you want this joke you can have it because I never use it. Some say to raise the bar. Some say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. Like what are you all doing wrong? Yeah, like <laughs> like, that's the only place you can meet guys, right? But that, all that lowering the bar stuff that's great with um, lowering your expectations and having them forced and the stuff with the boyfriend and the pussy. The whole it all circles around and works really, really well. Oh, thank you. Fantastic set. You are hilarious, as always. Uh, maybe uh, after he says the ridiculous thing about asymmetry and freckles, maybe just say something like, good note. Or, 
<laughs> oh, thank you. Take it up with God next time he makes my face. <laughs> Annette, you are fantastic. You have such confidence. Aww. You you don't mince any words. You've got great punches. I love the you know pretty easy comparison <laughs> and the seven and. It, it was just really great. You stay in character the whole time. And the set has a unity to it because it's all on the same subject. And that really, really works. So, oh, thank congratulations. You. Cool. She's perfect. She's amazing. And we love her. <laughs> Do you want to say something, Chris, or are we good? Oh, Greg, is anybody? Oh, um, go. Yeah, uh, great set. Um, you know, um, the only thing I would, the only thing I would, and this is annoying. Only thing I would say is an issue is because you're working at a pretty good level of comedy is you're kind of rocking back and forth a lot. Oh, okay. I mean, that's very nitpicky, and that's the only thing I was just like, oh, she's so good. Why is she rocking back and forth? You know, and then when like I see this? a lot of when I see a lot of comics like pace the the room for no reason, it just kind of like just stop, just stop Wait. and plant your feet. But that's not I'm, that that was just the only nitpick. It's it's exactly if it's not adding, it's taking away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things that if you. <laughs> right, right. If you're trying to get those extra steps in, that's a whole different joke. Clap your hands amazingly fast and wild for Annette Mullaney. And tonight it looks like her list is full at the Mission Hill Saloon, but you guys can go anyways and go hang out and drink beers. They have $2, uh, they have $2 Oli's or hams or something weird, so it's a nice bar. It's right up the street. Your next comedian, he is the pun master and uh he makes me laugh so hard because he's just clever as fuck everybody put your hands together for charlie spink mm. that's for all the ladies left in the audience as the listening crowd would not know there's zero of them these are empty seats so I'm going to start off tonight with something a little topical, a little controversial, something that only a brave comic would tackle on the stage. So guys, how about this weather? <laughs> Am I right? Am I? No, I'm not right. I must be wrong. Now, last week was the hottest day on record of the year inland. I live in Concord. It was 105 degrees, and I had a broken air conditioner. And let me tell you. When it's 105 degrees and you have a broken air conditioner, that's not cool. <laughs> yes, that's what we call a hot take in the, in the business. LOL. OMG. HIV. Any letters just work. See, I'm glad that HIV gets a laugh in San Francisco, but that kills in Africa. It does. That joke kills 20 million people a year. I know what you're thinking. There should be a vaccine for that joke. But you don't make money curing a joke. You make money treating a joke, Pam. And that's politics. That's a nice little applause break. Just got in there. Here's a fun zoological fact for you guys. If you're an elephant and you've got some junk in your trunk, that has nothing to do with having a curvy ass. Mm-mm. It's probably a sinus infection. <gasps> Sorry, that was snot funny. <laughs> snot funny at all. I don't know why I did that one. 
Another fun fact, I learned this at the zoo. If you are a camel who has a foot fetish, then you are really into camel toes. Oh, come on. I thought that, I thought that would be like an oasis in a desert of dry material, and that did not, did not work as well as I thought. So in my swing and single days, I used to frequent the strip clubs, the gentlemen's clubs. And I remember my favorite gentlemen's club moment is I saw a stripper who only had one ear. Yes, a one-eared stripper. She was a Van Gogh dancer. She was very artsy. She inspired my goo period. My goo, my goo period. It's a goo phase. Van Gogh had the blue phase. It's brilliant wordplay, that's what that is. It makes it more brilliant when I point it out. But earlier, there was a very anti-LeBron James sentiment that was haunting the air of this room. Fuck LeBron! Fuck him! I wouldn't. He'd tear me up. He'd rip me up in the paint. It'd be bad down there. Oh, even my notes didn't want to hear that. But what I'm sick and tired of with LeBron James is that people are comparing LeBron to MJ. And I cannot stand that. Because in my eyes, LeBron James will never be Michael Jackson. No. I felt that coming. You felt that coming? <laughs> because Michael was the king of pop, and LeBron's the king of flop. It's just foul is what it is. <laughs> flop it like it's hot. Flop it like it's hot. Ooh, that's a little tag. But think about it. LeBron versus Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson took the same four scrubs on his back to championships, the Jackson Five. He never traded Jermaine for Dwayne Wade. No. He never got rid of Tito for Chris Bosch, or as I call him, Bosch Spice. He was one of my favorite Spice Girls. He never left the Jackson 5 to go to the Temptations, get a couple hits, and come back. No. That's, uh, oh, you can hear the birds tweeting outside. That's how you know <laughs> that a joke is killing. What do I want to end it on? I'll leave you guys with this. Fact, ladies, and there's exactly one of you out there, if you have a vagina, and I'm sure you do, and a boyfriend who drives a Prius, then technically speaking, you've got two pussies. That's what you've got. Oh, come on. I thought that was going to get so much more. See, that joke, the thing about that joke, about the Prius joke, is we've gotten great mileage out of it, okay? I've been telling that joke for 10 years. Sometimes the crowd is so quiet, you don't even know that that joke is on. <laughs> but I feel like I could take that joke to any comic because it has great resale value. You guys have been beautiful. I've been Charlie. Have a great night. Charlie's Pink, everyone. Yes, the master of puns and wordplay. I love it. I love it. I love it every time you're here. I laugh. I think it's the only thing that I have a pet peeve about, and I don't know, and it's, it has nothing to do really with you, it has to do with all comics, is the con when you say, everyone says, I'm gonna leave you with this. And I wonder, should we keep saying that because everyone knows that it means the set is almost over? Do we say it because we're letting the person who's running the timer know that we have one joke left? Are we saying it because we're letting the audience know that we're comedians and this is what comedians do and they say, I'm going to leave you with this. Well, I'm trying to set it up because uh, when I'm on my deathbed and I give out my family heirlooms, 
I want to say, I'm going to leave you guys with this and then give them things so they know that my life set is almost over. I'm going to have a nurse in the back with a red light. Like, no, you've got, you've got two minutes. I've been running the light for years. But I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, anybody could chip on it, but that's the only, I loved your set. I think you're hilarious. I love all your jokes. But Sometimes when people now say, I'm going to leave you with this, like I cringe a little bit because I'm like, why do we all say that? Do we all say that because we're supposed to say it? Or, I mean, I don't know. It, Sometimes it's a relief. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I have, I have nothing else to say other than a, a random Anybody commentary else? on Harsh, that. Harsh, scathing critiques? Anybody? I just think you should have a pun off with Joseph. That'd be, that'd yeah, pun off with Joseph, you called it, yeah. That'd be a good way to like end, end the show. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> you, and, you and Joseph. Yeah, I think I think the I think that you'll destroy him. You go a little deeper on your puns. Well, I think so. I think if I was a football player, I'd be a punter. Because uh, <laughs> I'm kicking the puns. That's what I'm doing. Just drop kick them. Oh, Those puns. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, night. Charlie's big yay. All right, everybody. We have one last comedian, and I tried to friend him on Facebook, but I don't know which one he is. Uh, and it doesn't seem like... It, I was like, he must have comedian friends. Uh, hey, everybody, clap your hands for a new comedian, Paul Kearns. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, I... Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I just came in from Novato. It's where I live. Uh, if you don't know where that is, we like to call it Slovato because it's pretty damn slow up there in Marin County. And, uh, you know, the fucking traffic to get here is in fucking incredible. I mean, it really is. And then on top of it, I don't know about you guys, but my GPS is always premature. Always premature. So it tells me that this location is four blocks up the street. A little a homeless lady's over there sweeping the floor, telling her I can park there. And as I'm walking down, I look back. She's already got the front end jacked up. It's a convertible, so it looks like a tent. <laughs> she's already got it jacked up, and she's already setting up home. You know, I mean, it was that quick. So anyways, but uh, anyways, uh, you know, it's taken me a little while to get used to California. I came from Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, the first thing they told me when I got out here is you need to acclimate. You know, it's not like you have a failure to communicate. It's a failure to acclimate. You got to acclimate to the California style. I said, all right, all right, do that. I've been here one week, went into a little posh wine bar in Sausalito, sit down to have my $18, of, you know, bought a glass of house wine. And this couple gets off the, you know, the ferry and sits down next to me. And they're dressed up immaculate. Looked like they came from the financial district. And they did. We start chit-chatting a little bit. Next thing I know, he says, well, how long you been here? I said, about a week. And he said, how oh, you like it? I said, that's not too bad. He says, you got your medical card? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Kaiser. I got full medical. I got dental. I got optical. No, no, man. No. And all of a sudden, he threw the dude word out, right? No, dude. I mean marijuana medical card. I said, no, no, man. He said, oh, you got to get one. You got to get one. There's so many great boutiques here in Marin County, you know, to get your pot. So I had to get used to that. And the next thing you know, is everybody, I'm at a party and somebody goes, hey, you want some edibles? I said, yeah, what do you got? Brownies. And, I, and instantly, not being in the pot mindset, I, had, I popped a couple brownies. And I'm like, holy shit, this is great brownies, man. Oh, yeah, they're great edibles, you know. So I've had to acclimate that part, you know. And that's part of the getting used to uh, the Marin County thing. But, you know, when I came out here, they kept telling me it's all these hot-looking women, bikinis, smoking pot, and hot tubs. 
The problem is they're now seven years old, okay? And the bikinis are dropping down to a one suit if you're lucky with a skirt, right? And on top of it, we're talking gray hair with big hats because nobody wants to get cancer, you know? So I've had to get, <laughs> it's all that they all worry about. But the weird thing is I'm single. I move out here, I've been divorced for a few years, and I don't know about you guys, we got a lot, we do have a sausage fest here, but you guys might know this, but when you're young and you're dating women and you're single, after about six months, you know, the whole idea about where we go in a relationship, it's brought up by the women, okay? They're starting to ask about commitments, right? But if you live in Marin County where women are fairly well-to-do, no, it's just the opposite, man. They wanna know either two things. Listen, I got a house, I got myself taken care of, let me take a look at your portfolio. What do you got for a 401k? It's either financial, or if they're okay with that, they come and go, how old are you, buddy? Can you still get it up? And the numbers aren't looking good. I mean, it's one out of three guys over 60, we start having issues, right? <laughs> and so, you know, one of the things I had to do, I thought about this, and I said, you know, I need to check and just make sure my PSA is okay. And so I went ahead and got, you know, a biopsy. I just had it done two, three weeks ago. Now, you understand, I'm okay with that whole idea until I saw what they had to do with a biopsy. You guys ever have a prostate biopsy? Nah, you're lucky, okay? There's about a 10-inch needle, but first they stick up this thing. It's the, you know, to, to check and the read, and, you know, it's basically stuck up your ass. And then they take the needle, and they go in there and start taking samples. Well, the woman comes in who's very attractive, blonde. She's a nurse. Preps me, and I'm sitting there under there, and I've got nothing on. And all of a sudden, here comes a doctor. Very attractive Indian woman, tall, excuse me, tall and good looking. She comes in, sir, you need to turn over. Next thing you know, it's chun, 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 chun. And I'm sitting there going, this is way too much, you know. This woman has got fingers up my butt. She's got the needle up my ass. And all I could think of is I'm trying to have a conversation. You know, I'm a little numbed up. And I go, so, uh, you know, what do I do after this? She says, oh, I'm going on vacation with my husband. We're going to Greece. I might be back in a week or two. We'll let you know the results. And all I could think of is, what if she wasn't in a fucking good mood? What if her husband just had an affair and now she's got your fingers up your ass? The next thing she's gonna do is go, you motherfucker, son of a, and there's my nuts just pulled from the inside out. That's all I can think of. I mean, you feel vulnerable? Absolutely. So anyways, that's my little story. Thank you. And we're here to keep the fun. I think he might be new at this. Hey, you missed an opportunity with your pot food story. Which one? My pot when you started and you said, oh, edibles, and then I ate like four pot brownies. So the joke starts there. Yeah. I ate four pot brownies, and then it's, I mean, it's cool old guy dealing with being super high and whatever that is like. Because then your personality will really shine out, and you can like, tell a strange story about you because that's the interesting part is you being high like that's where i'm like oh why didn't he talk about that that would have been so i think you like and yes the fingers up your butt story is it <laughs> works and it's it's a uh, <clears throat> visceral and it works but <laughs> you want to think of like mm, think ways to relate it more so more more similes it was like you know, explain what it feels like to have a needle and fingers up your ass at the same time while you're trying to carry on a conversation. It's like talking to Rosie O'Donnell while you're, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to, you, you, that's what you do. You're the comedian. But, I'll work on it. Yeah. Come up with like stuff. Uh, Charlie Spink has comments. I do. And these are actually pretty practical comments compared to everything else. 
so I, I agree with what Pam said about the uh, anal insertions. When you say it's a 10-inch needle, you can say it's a 10-inch needle, completely flaccid. I think that'd be good to work in. Uh, I think that because of some of the wordplay earlier, like the novato and slovato, uh, you could really go with that. You could talk about how there's not really a poor war-torn area. There's no Czechoslovato. There's no... You can make it more worldly. Uh, you could mention that the older ladies, that they're not in hot tubs, they're in not tubs. They're basically in cleanup piles. Um, the line about what if her husband was an asshole and they're about to go on vacation, she could want to tear that asshole apart and by proxy go ahead and tear your asshole apart. Uh, that could be related. And yeah, those are the, the practical moments. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah, do you remember any, uh, like, why when you were high, do you remember any conversations you were in or anything like that? Don't remember a fucking oh, thing. Okay. <laughs> but it's great, you get to make it up, but that's great because you get to make it up. But yeah, I, I, mean, know, I, I was know, thinking no. you could do something like, you ate the brown pot brownies like you like those yeah is it okay if i lick your face or something yeah just just something like <laughs> just to have a yeah make up a weird conversation if you want it you're so funny what's called you. comedy dude <laughs> wait comedians don't tell the truth <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I love how comfortable you are. I think that's that's really good. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you're very likable, which is like rule number one, be likable. Um, I think you take a long time to get to your punchline. Mm -hmm. And your punchlines aren't... Think, think more about like how to punch the punchline up. Yeah. And, and I got some advice as 25 words roughly for a joke. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that you can just kind of hit it more frequently. Got it. And... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, about uh, all I can think of is, is um, you know, during the procedure where the fingers are up your ass, and and I, I would just think of like, please God, don't let me get hard, please, or 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 <laughs> somehow that thought didn't hit me, <laughs> or just like the last hooker, like I think of the same sort of thing. What's this gonna cost me? See, or, but but then know. that even works with with your erectile dysfunction joke because you said that one out of three guys can't get it up, and you're like, even with your fingers up my ass, I still can't get it hard. You know, like that's <laughs> because isn't that like a thing with the prostate or whatever? And it's like. Like, that's the test for Viagra. Then maybe that's the test for Viagra or Cialis or Levitra. It's like they stick. Can you leave it there, please, honey? <laughs> or or the figures go in. They're tickling your 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 prostate. It's like tickle me, Elmo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Sorry. Tickle We're my cancer. Sesame Street somehow into this. Right. I have. Well, I have a new. Now. I have a new Sesame Street joke, but unfortunately, we don't have time for it tonight. Because the show's over. But it was great. You guys, this is a great show. Hey, everybody, clap one more time for our new favorite comedian, Paul Kearns. Paul Kearns, we hope you come back. Um, thank you, everybody, for coming tonight and for doing your new jokes and for being a great audience. Sorry about the cops here in the beginning, but everything's going to be okay. Uh, bye. Thanks. Yeah, it wasn't me getting arrested. I was trying to get someone else arrested, so that's interesting. Don't steal from me. Yeah, the cops came. Oh, boy. I'll tell you the story later. Hey, keep it, keep it tuned in, and you guys should listen to uh, FTW next. That's Forever Two Wheels. Uh, that's because they like motorcycles and stuff. They also play really uh, play great music, so stick around for that. Thanks so much for being here at Joke Workshop. I'm Pam Benjamin. See you guys on Wednesday for AltaCast and some Call Me Tim. For those who have 
fight for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and doll on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion, who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution, who would rather die than fall in line to conform, who constantly challenge the norm, who greet each and every day as if just born, I say to you I know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact I know it best when I say to you, I love you. The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High time story time volume one now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Well, hey there, San Francisco. 
Franciski. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRCollective.org. We'll see you there. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. 
incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. L-S-D, fap, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. This is Tuchel Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Stand every Sunday at 1 p.m. Parque Niños Unidos at 23rd and Folsom. The Free Farm Stand and All Volunteer Run Project of the No Penny Opera. It's about sharing the wealth of urban farms and gardens. Making, helping making local growth, fresh and nutrients, organic produce accessible to all, especially those in individuals or low incomes or tight budgets. The Free Farm Stand grows food in San Francisco and distributes its it for free. We act as a gathered place in mission to encourage community growth and involvement. This 